This is episode 192, Healing the Father Wound with Amanda. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I've been seeing so many of you share about the show on Instagram and other social media places, and I appreciate that so much, and always appreciate your ratings and reviews as well. And we're into May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I love that this show brings our awareness to mental, emotional, spiritual, physical health every week. And I feel very, very honored to do this show. And I couldn't do it without all you listeners and also without the 192 people that have come on and so vulnerably shared, Amanda being no exception. Mental health is important to me for so many reasons. Number one, it's my passion. It's my career. It's my mission in the world is to help people feel healthy on all levels. And also, as you know, a big part of my story was struggling with depression and being on antidepressants from a young age. And I did a podcast months ago about how I got off antidepressants. And I just want to say, I'm not anti-medication when it comes to mental health. I think that there are times when it is very, very helpful, and it's such a personal decision and a decision you make with your healthcare providers. The thing that I want to emphasize most about mental health is to get help, whatever that looks like for you, and take the shame off of it. And I shared an Instagram post last Friday about how I've been feeling since the beginning of May a lot more anxiety. And I don't know if it's because I'm tapping into the collective. I've given up (laughs) needing to know. I don't know if I'm just moving to the next level. I don't know if I have some kind of virus. Who knows? But I have been humbled because it's invited me once again to ask for help. And my fiance, Stephanos, has been a rock during the entire two weeks that this has been up again. And I'm just so, so grateful to him. And I think the biggest thing that I'm learning again is not to allow fear to get too much of a grip on me. Because what I've learned about anxiety in my own life and in helping a lot of people with theirs is once you feel that first twinge of anxiety, then a lot of fear comes in and it sort of feeds on itself. And if you've ever had a panic attack, then you fear having a panic attack and it just becomes this downward spiral. And so something that helps me a lot is gratitude, like writing down, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this, and feeling it as I'm writing it and not trying to understand it. Because honestly, you know, it's, it's kind of easy to understand anxiety. Like if you're nervous about flying and you get anxiety, or if you're about to speak in front of a crowd and you get it. But when it comes up randomly, especially when you're safe at home and it just sort of hits you, it can be a bit of a scary thing. So just know that I'm with you. I'm supporting you. There is help out there and there's so much help inside of you and so much help in your connection with your higher power, whatever that is. But just that that tip of shifting into gratitude, of saying it out loud or writing a list and really feeling the gratitude as you are 
writing your gratitudes helps. And please don't feel ashamed if you struggle with any mental health issues. What I love about the times we're living in is that we're bringing more awareness and more acceptance to mental health. It's not something that you need to keep hidden. It's not something that you need to be ashamed of. You know, it's interesting to me that we aren't ashamed when we get a cold, but anytime we have something mentally or sexually wrong with us, there's tons of shame. You know, if you have an STD, oh my gosh, you can't talk about that. But if you have a stomach ache or a cold or sprain, dislocate your shoulder, all that's fine. But God forbid you get an STD or you have depression or anxiety or bipolar or any of the kind of mental health labels. And let's just take the shame off of everything. <laughs> let's just take the shame off of anything any of us are going through. And it starts with each one of us. We perpetuate the shame by keeping secrets in and by keeping things inside and how we bring light to the shame and how we help the shame cycle from continuing to spin out in our culture and our world is just to bring truth and honesty to it. So our call today is with Amanda and her initial question is about how to know the difference between whether she's being triggered because she's got unresolved childhood wounds or if it's her intuition telling her she needs to get out of a relationship. And it was a beautiful question and she has so much awareness, but the answer was really neither. <laughs> and I think that you'll really learn a lot from today's episode. As you're listening to this call, consider, have you done a lot of personal growth work and you're frustrated that you're still getting triggered? <laughs> when you do get triggered, do you know what exactly is being triggered? Do you know if it's something from your past or if it's perhaps your intuition telling you that it's not the right situation, it's not the right person, it's not the right fit? Do you have a father wound? Do you have a father who was absent or if he was physically there, maybe he wasn't emotionally there? And finally, when it comes to your masculine and feminine, how integrated are they? How balanced do they feel inside of you? And when it comes to your spiritual practice, do you have a connection to both the divine masculine and the divine feminine? Can you feel the divine feminine really holding you and nurturing you? And can you feel the love and support of the divine masculine as well. Or when you think of the masculine, do you only think of the doing and the force and the decision-making? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my podcast with Amanda. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsors. For all the ladies out there, I'd love you to have a more modern approach to feminine care and choose Lola. It's a female-founded company offering an organic line of cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. The founders started the company with a simple and seemingly obvious idea. Women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products. They asked themselves, if we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, no mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola's products come in simple, customizable subscriptions. Lola delivers exactly what you need when you need it. Do you know that the FDA doesn't even require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't, but Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients. And it makes your month a little easier. I love this because it seems like every month I forget... <laughs> 
<laughs> that I need my feminine care products. And I got to make that trip to CVS and go under those fluorescent lights, usually at night when I'm really tired. No more because Lola's subscription plan is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of deliveries. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. And you do good with your purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. So here is your call to action for 40% off all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter promo code over it when you subscribe. Again, mylola.com, promo code over it. I also want to thank Organifi, my favorite organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, solves the problems of juicing greens on the go. Just add it to water, drink it, and let your body soak up the benefits because let's face it, it's a struggle to stay healthy while we're addicted to success. So use code OVERIT for 20% off your order. Again, OVERIT for 20% off your order at Organifi.com, O-R-G-A. N-I-F-I.com. Code over it, 20% off. All right. And now on to my coaching session with Amanda. Amanda, welcome to the show. How can I help? I am wondering about things that get activated inside of me. So things like my wounded inner child, you know, my abandoned little girl, the, the unloved daughter, you know, those inner voices. When I'm around certain people or in certain situations, whether that's a work situation or a romantic relationship, sometimes friendship, those things will become activated. And I thought that I had done a lot of work Mm -hmm. on those things. And I have, you know, I've done the retreats, I've done the meditations, I've done the therapy, I've done ayahuasca, I've done... You know, I've, I really dived deep into my personal development, my shadow work. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought I was good. But then <laughs> recently, I've been in relationship or proximity to people who are activating, like I said, my, my wounded inner child. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, are those things being activated because they need to be worked on? And this is the universe bringing me saying, hey... I put this person in your life to activate this stuff inside of you to show you that you need to work on it. Or is this my intuition saying these things are being activated inside of us because these are people you should not be around in situations that you should not be around. Mm, So what's getting activated? Tell me specifically what's triggering you. Abandonment and attachment. Can you give me an example of how that's playing out? Yeah. So when my romantic partner when he goes to do something without me, say, create a memory, like, um, you know, going to the Christmas tree farm to get a Christmas tree, but I'm not in town, so I can't go and be a part of the family photos and, you know, that memory, my little, the little girl inside of me goes, oh, well, like, I'm not there and I should be there. And it created this attachment where... I was trying to do everything I could to prove that I was worthy of being there and that I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the abandonment comes up because, if, if, you know, he'll go do something without me, like take a trip without me or something like that. And then it's like I'm this whiny, pouty little girl that's getting left behind. Like when my you know father left me behind, when he had to go and go work in Alaska for long periods of time. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so is that mainly where you're being triggered in the romantic relationship or is it other places too? It's mainly in the romantic relationship. The, the other times I get triggered is I've had like a narcissistic boss. So being that I am an empath and like this highly sensitive person, I'm very susceptible to narcissists and their control and their manipulation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically when I'm around narcissists or in a romantic relationship, and that those kind of, like I said, daughter things, unloved daughter things come up. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple things. One of the most frustrating things about doing the work is we think that <laughs> there's a there <laughs> and then there's like a point where we're done <laughs> and we've done so much work and it's like, wait a second, why am I still being triggered? And sometimes it is because there's another layer or there's like a deeper level mm-hmm. of integration. So it sounds like you've done Mm -hmm. a lot of processing, you have a lot of awareness, but there's like a deeper level of integration that needs to happen between you and your little girl. And I also hear that you want to be with someone that waits until you can go Christmas tree shopping. Like I, if I found out Stefanos went Christmas tree shopping without me, I'd be upset. Right. (laughs) I would be. If he was taking lots of trips without me, I'd be upset. And right. so I don't know how much of this is drawing in a person that whatever degree that we think we deserve to be loved is what we attract. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't know how long it was. How long have you been with this person? Um, about eight months. Okay. So you still may be integrating the part of you that knows how lovable she is, how worthy she is, mm-hmm. how like deserving of someone making her a priority. She is Mm -hmm. because it sounds like dad didn't do that. And you might've processed your anger and you might've done like a lot, but the, the part that may still need some more integration is that inner father inside of you, you know, that inner masculine inside of you that tells you, you know, Amanda, you are so worthy. You are so deserving. You know, you, it's okay to be upset about this because- You wanted to be there and you deserve that. Right. right. So what's coming up for you as I say that? So what's coming up for me is that I've, you know, through therapy and my own work that I've taken on that inner mother voice, right? Like I'm like, oh, I can be my mother to myself Mm -hmm. and I can, I can mother that little girl, but I've never realized that I could take on that father voice. as well and and heal that girl from that place. Yeah, you can. And actually, the more you do that, the more you're going to be able to speak your truth in relationship and attract a man who has a healthy masculine inside of him too, right? Because when men really have their own inner father voice healthy, they're Mm -hmm. able to prioritize because it sounds to me like he's he's got kind of like a selfish little boy program running and I'm not making him wrong. There's like two sides to every story, but when I feel into it, I feel a little bit of that energy. Like I get to do what I want and, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I have three nephews and they have that, you know, but they're nine, five and three, but it's very much that like, I just get to, but a man, especially Mm -hmm. with his woman will Mm -hmm. prioritize her and her feelings. Right. And what you said resonates with me because I was just, I took this trip back home right now to visit home, to get some clarity and, you know, have some space. 
and I was interacting with my my friend's three-year-old boy. And during that interaction, I said, whoa, this feels like how I interact with my partner sometimes. Mm. And Mm. so what you said makes a lot of sense. And I also am realizing now that if I can figure out how to take on that father figure voice for myself and he- and heal that, that maybe I will, you know, try to seek less male approval. Yes. Right. Because that's what I do in my relationships is I'm constantly trying to prove my worth and my value to my partner that I'm worthy, but it, it's really just I'm seeking recognition and Mm. confirmation from a male Mm -hmm. because that's what I was seeking from my father. Mm -hmm. So if I could give myself that, maybe I wouldn't seek that so much in, in relationship. He just nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I had no idea that I could do that until you said it. And, you know, because as a female, I know that I can take on a female voice and Mm -hmm. and mother myself. Mm-hmm. But I, my masculine energy is very, very strong. I, I use my masculine energy to push me to where I'm at in my life now. And it's it's just actually now recently that I'm getting comfortable with even yeah. my feminine energy at all. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it, you know, you may, so if we talk about masculine and feminine energy, there's so many different aspects of it, right? right. And the feminine is very nurturing and very compassionate, but the feminine also is very discerning and does make things happen. Like women give birth to things. Like we, we definitely mm-hmm. can, can get shit done in the world. So there's both sides of that. And with the masculine energy, yes, it is the drive and the focus and, you know, motivating ourselves forward. And that kind of fatherly nurturing aspect of the divine masculine mm-hmm. is the part that makes us feel safe the part that makes us feel like we are so deserving. Like if you kind of think about the daddy's little girl or the epitome of like the father, that figure that everybody wants, it's that father Mm -hmm. figure that tells you you're beautiful and you're worthy Mm -hmm. and you can have anything that you want. And that he, you know, he lights up when you walk into the room. That's that, that healthy masculine is, is, is loving. It's not just getting stuff done. Think we think the masculine right. energy is is just the getting stuff done in the world, and we think the internal energy is more feminine, but the internal mm-hmm. masculine is it's just very loving and very reassuring and very supportive mm-hmm. and very encouraging, and it is the part mm-hmm. of us that helps us hold boundaries. You know, it is mm-hmm. the part of us that helps us go. You know what? No, no, I deserve more than this, and this is not what oh. I want. And so if you can find that part of yourself that not only pushes you, but also holds Mm -hmm. you, supports you. Like I like to think of Mm -hmm. it as I'm sitting in a chair and like I feel myself supported by the chair, like really held and grounded by the chair. That's what masculine energy feels like. So I've been feeling this and my soul has been asking for this. Like what you just described, that has been what my soul has been asking for. And I, when I'm describing that to other people, I literally take my hands and I, and I'm like, hold, like cupping my hands. And I say, I need a partner who can, can hold me and who can nurture me like this. Mm-hmm. And, and exactly what you said is, is exactly what I've been asking for is, you know, the man that is going to 
you know, be the one for me has to be able to, to hold me and support me and just really just nurture me and like wrap me up in nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. And in order for me to be who I need to be for this world, you know, because I've, I've made peace with the fact that I am this empathic healer and I've, I've taken my power in that place. But I realized in order for me to serve my highest purpose, to, to make, for my light to shine the brightest, I have to be in safety. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I shine in safety. Yeah. That's where I shine. And if I'm not safe, I can't shine and I can't serve what I've been called to serve for this world. And what do you do inside yourself? Let's talk about first, like what do you do inside yourself inwardly and outwardly that makes you feel not safe? Ooh, what do I do that makes me feel not safe? Mm-hmm. What actions do you take? What decisions do you make? What self-talk? What what makes you feel unsafe? High-risk behaviors, attention-seeking behaviors, approval-seeking behaviors, mm-hmm. those all feel not safe in the moment when I'm doing them. I, and, I, and I get that in the moment where I go, whoa, this doesn't feel good. This is not right. right. This is not safe. But I have like this compulsion inside of me you know, like because of like inside this relationship that I'm in, I have this compulsion to to still do those attention seeking behaviors, to to still do those approval seeking mm-hmm. behaviors, even though I'll be right in the middle of the behavior and my inner voice goes, No, what are you doing? You yeah. should not be here. You should not be doing this. Right. Well, that's only because your unconscious programming is you know, our conscious mind is only like only drives five percent of our behavior. So if the unconscious programming drives 95%, like guess which one wins a lot of the time, but just in having this conversation, we're bringing more of the unconscious to conscious. So remember, Mm -hmm. and and you you may know this from listening to the show, anything that we have tied to how we think we're going to get love is very hard to shift. So Mm -hmm. the high risk attention, approval seeking behavior, what is what is driving that is some part of you thinks this is how I get dad's love. This is, this is, yeah. Yeah. And this, and this is actually, you think that's actually how you're going to be safe. So even Mm -hmm. though your conscious mind goes, wait a second, this is totally going to make me feel unsafe. I don't know why I'm doing this. Your Mm -hmm. unconscious is like, no, 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 this is the programming. So when you do those things, high risk attention, approval seeking, you know, I heard you say, I ask myself, like, why am I doing this? Tell me more about your inner experience and how you deal with yourself and how you speak to yourself during and after you do those kind of behaviors. The voice now, it used to be more abusive before I really started doing a lot of this work. It used to be very punitive, abusive. Now it's sort of more on that friend level where it's literally a voice that's pleading with me saying, Amanda, why? Like, why are you doing this? Like, please don't do this. You know that this is not right. So it feels a little bit better that I've trained that voice to not be punitive anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where that voice is at. It's just, it's kind of begging and pleading with me saying, please, Amanda, don't do this. You know that you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we know this is not what's the best thing for us. Right. 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 So let's see if we can shift that a little bit because okay. If you started giving yourself love and safety in those moments, Mm -hmm. this behavior would start to shift a little bit. So 
Mm. We never shift a behavior by trying to shift the behavior. <laughs> it just it just unless it's like a new behavior, right? Unless we're learning something right. new. So in those moments when it comes up, that's when I want you to to greet it with so much healthy fatherly energy. Be like, oh Amanda, wow, like you're approval seeking. <laughs> Welcome. I see you. I love you. You're doing a really good job trying to get approval. And I just want you to know there's nothing you need to do to get my love. So I want you to start greeting this behavior with more of that healthy fatherly voice. What are, what are some of the things you most wanted to hear from your dad? Um, I mean, like even just hearing you say that sentence that you said to me, just like, you know, like made me, it's making me cry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, like he would tell other people that I was beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, like um, almost as a way to show me off like, oh, like, look at my beautiful children, look at my beautiful daughter. But like, mm-hmm. you know, and he would say, oh, well, you know, people are going to want you for your brains and for your beauty. So it was like, I got to infer that I was beautiful, mm-hmm. but it was never a direct, um, it was never directed, you know, it was mm-hmm. not direct it was I had to infer it Mm -hmm. and you know the same thing about being smart and being capable it was I had to infer it through comments that I heard made to other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you wanted to hear you were beautiful you were smart you were capable what else um that what I did was good enough okay you're good um, enough. There was always, mm-hmm. yeah, there's always a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do things the right way, then it was the wrong way. And then it was like, well, why didn't you do things the right way? So mm-hmm. that makes me feel like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I can't do things to, mm-hmm. the, to the standard that's been set. Mm. What else? So things that I needed to hear as a daughter. Or even things you still want to hear from him today. I mean, today the relationship is really good. Um, there are boundaries in the relationship now. It's, it's, it's good now. Um, there just weren't a lot of boundaries before I, I kind of became, I had to become my father's, I had to be my father's daughter. I had to be my father's wife and I had to be my father's son. Um, because my brother just went ghost in the situation. Um, my, you know, he was, my father was alone. And so mm. I, I had to be all those things for him at the same time. Mm. So just it was, it was a hard role to play. Yeah. So just close your eyes for a moment. You're not driving, are you? Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just close your eyes and just think about kind of push yourself in the energy of like that approval seeking behavior. Like picture yourself talking to your boyfriend and seeing yourself contorting yourself into a pretzel in some way to, to get approval. Oh God, that feels terrible. Yeah. So just feel that feeling and just take these words in and imagine Mm -hmm. that I'm saying them from the divine masculine. You're beautiful. You are smart. You're capable. You are enough and you did amazing. Didn't do anything wrong. I'm here to take care of you. And there's nothing you need to do from me. What do you need from me? And what happens when you hear those words? 
I mean, it makes me smile because that's, that's what I want so badly. Mm-hmm. And, but it also, it makes me like kind of sad that I don't have that. Right. So there's two pieces to that. One, there might be another level of grief and really letting your human father go and creating a space. And I don't know what your spiritual practice is, but one thing that's been really helpful for me is, I, you know, for me, spirituality is so abundant, you know, I, I can call it mm-hmm. God. I believe in angels. I definitely believe there are ascended masters and guides and two mm-hmm. figures that I resonate deeply with are Jesus and Mary Magdalene and also mother Mary. And mm-hmm. when I need to connect more to that feminine spiritual energy, I'll kind of imagine Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene. Depends on what I need. If I need more of the nurturing, it's Mother Mary. If I need more of that kind of courage, <laughs> it's Mary Magdalene. <laughs> but when I really want to connect to that fatherly energy, that divine masculine, I'll think of a figure like Jesus and just imagine that kind of divine masculine coming in and, and holding me and speaking to me. And so in your spiritual practice, maybe one thing that you can explore is more of that connection to the divine masculine, whatever that looks like for you. You know, even being in nature and going to the mountains, you know, the ocean is kind of more that feminine, the mountains like are the masculine, you know, strength, you know, just, just finding those spots. What? It's so funny that you say that because right now, literally where I'm at right now, I am right in between. So I, I, I drove home just to get some clarity. So I'm up in Northwest Washington and I am smack dab in the middle of the, I'm right next to the ocean. And then there's a mountain. And yesterday I started off my morning and I took a hike. That is a hike that I used to take down to the ocean. And I sensed my way there. I found the trail again. And I said, Oh, my footsteps have been here before. And I got down to the ocean and I got down to the same rock, the same rock that I sat on with my friends, the same rock that I sat on with my past lovers. And I stood there and I just, I held my heart Mm. and I just cried Mm. and I cried joy. Mm. And then I ended my evening. I, I ended my evening out on a boat in the water and I was looking at the mountains, this mountain, the mountain that this is a mountain that molded me, the mountain that I snowboarded down. This is a mountain that I, I had to conquer fears to get up. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at it as we were coming in. And I I started chanting this line to myself from Anako Bear, you know, Anako and Medicine yeah. for the People. Yeah. There's a line in one of his songs about freedom. Is if, if you have, you know, if you're willing to risk it and you have the chance to be free, to be free. Mm-hmm. And that's what that mountain was saying to me at that time. So mm-hmm. it's so crazy that you mentioned the mountain and the ocean because I visited both of those places yeah. yesterday and they both moved me. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty divine to me. (laughs) And it really, you know, it really, just the fact that we're talking today, you're really supported and back to, you know, kind of, how do I know if this is my intuition or how do I know if it's my wounded child? Maybe it's neither. Maybe the stage in your development that you're in right now, like I said, is that integration And also like that deeper connection to divine mother, divine father, the way it's outwardly referenced in nature and the way it feels inside to you, because the more that integrates and the more that balance balances inside of you, that's why I'm making 
masculine feminine energy. One of the big themes of at my retreat in Hawaii in September is because I feel it's really up in the universe right now is for all of us to mm-hmm. integrate more of that masculine and feminine inside of us, you know, because that, that helps with the wounding from our parents. <laughs> it helps in our external relationships and it just makes us far more capable of giving ourselves what we need and then getting our needs met, right? Because all of us have needs as well. You know, it's important to meet our own needs, but it's okay to have needs in a relationship. And if one is one of your needs is you want to make memories with your partner, I think that that is a completely healthy and honorable need to have. Mm -hmm. And if this is not a relationship where you're really getting your needs met and you've expressed it in a vulnerable, non-reactive, non-blaming way, and it keeps happening over and over and over again, perhaps this is the last relationship that you'll be in where that kind of approval sinking, compromising your own needs is going to, you know, run the show. Right. And that that's kind of how I feel. What you just said right there is just, you know, I realized that I, I don't need, I don't need to seek approval. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to do that. And if, if I'm with somebody where I feel that I need to do that, then maybe that's not correct. Yeah. I would, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I would. just, you know, what you said about the masculine and the feminine, even though I know God is you typically, you know, a mountain Jesus is masculine for, for some reason, I just, I never thought that I could tap into divine masculine energy. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's because I'm a female or what, but it didn't even occur to me until you said it. Well, probably because also just that is your major wounding and whatever our major wounding is, it shows up everywhere, especially in our spiritual practice. Like I'll give you an mm-hmm. example. One of my major wounding is like rejection, like not mm-hmm. being invited places, being forgotten about. And one of the biggest roadblocks to my spiritual practice, and it still comes up sometimes today, is I feel like I can't connect to God. Like that I ask Mm. for, you know, for that, for presence and it doesn't show up. And, Mm. and it, 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 you know, would push that old button of, of rejection. And so wherever our wounding is, it shows up everywhere with our money, relationships, health, spirituality, and that's not like a doomsday kind of thing I'm saying. It's just hopefully an aha moment for you and people listening of, oh, wow, like how, how is my relationship with my parents impacting my spiritual practice? Because, you know, we deify our parents. We make them our God when we're younger. So the fact that your father wasn't there for you, it makes sense that, you know, you don't know if the divine masculine will be there for you on some level. So I love that you're realizing that you have that within you and that you can connect Mm -hmm. to it. And that is the thing, that energy is the thing that will heal the father wound. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you say that, it makes me smile because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. 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 Well, truth resonates. Truth feels good. So if (laughs) if you're smiling, then we're on to something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Does this give you some clarity? It gives me so much clarity, uh, just this, even this whole happening of you and I connecting at this moment and in this shift that I'm at in my life at this exact time, this exact day, this exact place, it all, it all is all clear. It is all clear and it resonates so loudly and so strongly. And 
That's really good. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Amanda, for your honesty, your vulnerability, and for being so willing to share so deeply about your journey. So we broke down a lot in the call, so there's not too much for me to go over today, but there's a couple things I want to highlight. I know that some of you might have like a question mark go off when she said, I'm a highly sensitive person, I'm empathetic, and so I'm susceptible to narcissists. So any of you highly sensitive people or empaths, you may have gone, am I susceptible to narcissists? (laughs) So being a highly sensitive person, which I kind of think we all are, honestly, but some more than others, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to attract a narcissist and narcissist only. It does happen a lot of times because highly sensitive people are also really loving people and often kind of lose their own personal boundaries because you're picking up on so many other people's energies that it's important for empaths and highly sensitive people to have strong boundaries and a strong sense of self. And narcissists really feed off of others who don't have a strong sense of self because narcissists have a false strong sense of self. They're very self-focused. It's not a healthy sense of self. And so they can sometimes feed off of people that don't have a strong sense of self. But just because you're a highly sensitive person doesn't mean you're a bullseye for narcissists. I just wanted to break that down. And it's so important for highly sensitive people, including myself, to find our own core, to find our own sense of self, to not take on other people's stuff. And a lot of times we don't even realize we're doing it. If you're a highly sensitive person, you could walk into the grocery store and take on somebody's stuff, which is why it's so, and I'm not saying that like a doomsday, oh my gosh, don't leave the house kind of thing, but it's just important to protect your energy and to do your own work that brings you back into your center, into your core. I think another reason that in this case, Amanda might've been attracted to narcissists is because of the father wound, which we ended up talking so much about. You know, she's just looking for love, looking for validation. And, you know, she looked for it her whole life from her father and it was a dead end, but she kept going back and she kept going back and she kept going back. It was like pouring water in a bucket with holes, hoping that the holes would close and the water would stay. She kept hoping that she'd show up and she'd get that approval and that love. And so her father wasn't really available for her. He wasn't emotionally available. He wasn't physically available at times. He could have been a narcissist. I don't know. But the emotionally or physically unavailable person energetically can be very similar to a narcissist because no matter what you do with a narcissist, you really very rarely feel genuine love back. So that could have been what was really drawing her there. So the biggest aha that we got to in this session was that Amanda really didn't realize that she could have that inner loving masculine inside of her. She related to her masculine energy as more of the doing and the driving and, you know, her career and all of those things and wasn't really leveraging the other part of the healthy divine masculine, which is that It's like, I like to think of it as like a tree, you know, just a grounded, stable, you can lean on it, you can hug it, it just has your back. And she realized that, wow, like I could speak to myself in that healthy, masculine way. I could find my inner father. Now, a lot of times as women, it's easy for us to find our inner mother. As men, it may be easier to find our inner father, but we have both that masculine and feminine inside of us. 
And so by connecting to that voice of her inner father and saying those things to herself, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're capable, you're enough, you did amazing, you didn't do anything wrong, I'm here to take care of you and there's nothing you need to do for me. Those are the kind of beautiful, strong, masculine voice that we crave hearing, whether we're a male or a female. And I feel the more she does that inside herself, the more she's going to get clear on this relationship. She's not going to need the high-risk attention-seeking, approval-seeking behavior, that compulsion to get that love that she never got from the father figure in her life will start to ease as she really draws upon the inner father inside of her and also opens her spiritual practice up a bit to really feel that presence of the loving divine masculine. So some takeaways for you. Where are you pouring water into buckets with holes? Where are you still going in your relationships, in your career, in your money store, wherever it may be in your life? And you're pouring a bunch of water in, meaning you're putting a bunch of effort in, hoping that the holes will close and the bucket will fill. But all the while, the water just keeps going through the holes. So you need to find a different bucket, basically. Also, if you do relate to the father wound in any way, and you see it playing out in your life, for women, it often plays out in our relationships with men, um, or just our romantic relationships in general, how men it often plays out is in work and purpose. A lot of men with the father wound just chase and chase and chase money and status and success because in so many ways, the masculine looks for approval through success and the woman looks through for approval through love. So men are chasing validation in terms of like feeling proud of themselves. Women are chasing validation in terms of feeling love. So where are you chasing validation? And I encourage you stop running and look within. The sooner you give it to yourself, the sooner you're going to be able to relax and not chase love but have love walk towards you. And finally, think of your spiritual practice. Do you have a connection to a higher power that's both masculine and feminine? And if thinking of divine mother, divine father, or Jesus and Mary, like I gave in the show is too woo-woo and too spiritual or religious or whatever for you, then use nature. Water or the ocean, but not everybody lives near the ocean. So water, lakes, any of those kind of things, flowers, and mountains and trees, like the feminine, the masculine nature, and see if you can connect more to that. So you start to feel more harmony inside yourself. And before I sign off, two quick things. My next group coaching call will be May 28th. It's a live virtual event. I teach for a little bit. I guide you through meditation and then I open it up to coaching. May 28th, there's no theme. It's just open coaching because we always have so many people on the call that want to get coaching. Go to christinehaster.com slash group and Hawaii is filling up. So if you want to join me, it's open to men, women, and couples, christinehaster.com slash Hawaii. I'd love to see you there. It's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about a lot of masculine, feminine integration and energy. All right, everybody. That is the show for today. I love you so much. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. 
Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 